Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Aaron Rodgers says that there are 6 to 12 teams that can win the Super Bowl this year. But the question is, are the Dallas Cowboys one of them or not? Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80, the ESPN app, and of course on your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. Hit us up on all of your social platforms. Carlin versus Joe, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. At Chris Carlin on Twitter, at Joe Fortenbaugh on Twitter as well. And don't forget to hit us up on Instagram, too, because you just get so much more with the visual effect of this show. Joe, the Dallas Cowboys are in that position again where everybody expects them to be pretty good. And I have that same feeling that I get every single year with Dallas. I feel like they're going to go out and they're going to win 12 maybe 13 games they're going to be right there with the eagles but i don't think they win the division because i think the eagles are just that much better could win 14 or 15 this year but i don't feel like they're going to do anything in the postseason again and i feel like they're going to melt away again in the playoffs all right so there's a lot to unpack here let's start with the division I think it's actually, and this is coming from an Eagle fan, I think it's a good bet to play the Cowboys to win the division. It's somewhere, wow. around, it's somewhere around plus 190. When you convert the probabilities, I'm not going to bore you with the math. The The bet is suggesting that they can win a certain percentage of the time. I believe it's greater than that. that. That's what I'm saying. Philadelphia is very good and should continue to be good. But last year they had a historic run through an awful schedule. I mean, that schedule was as easy as could be. And then on top of it, when it came to their injury luck, they didn't lose many games from key players. They were very healthy. There is a chance that that injury luck regresses this year, and when it does, it's going to hurt. And at the same time, they're not going to be able to trick anybody this season and sneak up on them. Everyone knows they're legit. Everyone's had an offseason to study that offense. So it's not going to surprise me in the least, because Dallas is built for the regular season, if the Cowboys find a way to win the division. I think that's, I think that's a good bet. But it doesn't matter, because in Dallas, it all comes down to one thing, success in the playoffs, getting to the Super Bowl. And that is where they are exposed. Why are they exposed in the playoffs? Because their head coach is not an elite head coach. And generally, in the postseason, the deeper you advance, the better the coaching. And at some point, Mike McCarthy has to find a way to outcoach a Kyle Shanahan or a Nick Sirianni, who's done a great job in Philadelphia, or the other guys on the side of the aisle in the AFC who he might face in the Super Bowl. And he is unable to string those performances together. The biggest problem, and I'll leave you with this, and then, you know, we'll do radio for the rest of the hour, obviously. But the biggest problem <laughs> is that when you have a coach-quarterback combo, the coach needs to be able to cover up 
the quarterback's deficiencies, and the quarterback needs to be able to cover up the coach's deficiencies. In Kansas City, both guys are awesome. But you'll have great quarterbacks who can bail out bad game managers, and you'll have great strategy coaches who can bail out quarterbacks who have some inefficiencies. In Dallas, Dak can't cover up McCarthy's problems, and McCarthy can't cover up Dak's problems because neither one of them can execute the way they need to in the clutch. That's always been their biggest problem, losing close games late because they get outmaneuvered. Look, bad coaching can absolutely do in all the talent in the world that you have on a team. They can absolutely, it's very difficult to overcome that. And I don't feel good about Mike McCarthy in any of those situations to begin with. And then you add the play calling into it and we're making it harder rather than easier. I mean, this is a guy that at one point did not figure out a way to find the play clock in, in SoFi stadium. Like I couldn't see the play clock. Is that, a, is that a realistic excuse for anything? No, no. never. There are, never. C- there are certain things you cannot screw up because it is your job to know them. It's your yes. job. It's like you not remembering to turn on your microphone. We we mock it because it's like, hey, you've been doing this forever. You forgot to turn on your mic. But yet both of us have screwed that up repeatedly this week. But yes, but it, <laughs> but even so, like me, when I get ready to do a game, the first thing I do when I get into the booth, okay, where's the play clock? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Right. Where can I look for information that is crucial? And I'm not the guy coaching the game. I'm just telling you what's happening in the game. So that's problematic for me. <laughs> uh, I get that completely. Uh, it just feels to me like they're a consistently good regular season team. I, I looked it up. They're officially at plus 175, the Cowboys are, to win the division, yeah. where the Eagles are the favorites at minus 115. And look, I, I understand the idea that they might be a good bet in that regard, but I just think overall it's more of the same because a lot of this feels like it's Jerry not wanting to win, but wanting to win his way and wanting to win with the coach who will sit there and say, thank you, sir. May I have another, he did that with Jason Garrett for the longest time. And it feels like he's doing that with Mike McCarthy right now. Here's Dak Prescott on, you know, wanting to be in Vegas at the end of the year. I know where we want to go. I keep that in the forefront of my mind, whether it's the the, the playlist that I play on my phone to name something um, to remind me. Just little different reminders that reminds me of Vegas, reminds me of where I want to be at the end of this year. Okay, the playlist, whatever you want, bro. That's fine. How about this? Let's not throw some picks in big spots. Let's get into some single-digit turnover situations for an entire season because, you know, We talk so much about Dak, but it's not that it's not warranted because he is not a great quarterback. He just needs to be a good quarterback. And we say that about other teams. We say that about Aaron Rodgers because the Jets' defense is that good. Dak has a pretty good defense on the other side, and he's got some weapons to work with. Just be pretty good and don't hand the ball to the other team. The thing with them is that they're always a day late and a dollar short. They figure out just how to do one thing wrong that ends up costing them. Here's an example. With Prescott, they had him on the rookie deal, 
and it was effective for them. He was a good enough quarterback where you could have spent money everywhere else and addressed everything and set yourself up. But, but Jerry you, never wanted to pay him. They never wanted to pay him, but you never went out and addressed the rest of the team and took advantage of the rookie deal. And then you yep. had to pay Prescott, and then you paid Prescott, and you didn't necessarily have the money to spend elsewhere. Day late, dollar short. They didn't take advantage of that window. You get to the playoffs. You have an opportunity against San Francisco, but late in the game, you blow it. Uh, and then in the next year against San Francisco, it's like it's there's always just the one thing where they step in the pile of dung and they cost themselves. It's never it's one of the things about Belichick and all his success. People think he, he he's so wonderful in so many regards and he's just better than everybody else. One of the things he does is he just makes fewer mistakes. That's the thing. He yeah. limits the mistakes. It's not always about doing everything perfectly. Just figure out how to make fewer mistakes than the other guy. That's essentially what the Lions did last night. They made fewer mistakes than the Chiefs did, and they won the game. It wasn't two teams operating beautifully and one outdid the other. It was two teams that stumbled, two coaches who had a rough night, two quarterbacks who made mistakes, lots of drops, some turnovers, this and that, and ultimately the Lions made fewer mistakes. The Cowboys are always that team in the crucial spot that makes more mistakes and then costs them themselves in the game. It's not like the Niners played brilliantly in that playoff game last year. They just made fewer mistakes. Yeah. The other thing, too, that Belichick does, he doesn't ask players to do things they can't do. He asks players to he – he puts guys in situations to do the things that they can do very well. That's why he's been able to find players off the scrap heap at times and they come in and they're effective for him because he doesn't put them in bad situations. I've never felt that way about Mike McCarthy. Like, that guy is going to have all of our players in the right situations. Yeah. It's never felt that way. Yeah, that's well said. It's shocking to me, it, or it shouldn't be shocking because this is where ego gets in the way, but Jerry had the formula back in the day. He had this great head coach in Jimmy Johnson. He had plenty of talent. He had success, but he didn't like the fact that Jimmy Johnson was essentially like an independent operator that it wasn't going through Jerry. So Jerry wanted more control. So he breaks from Jones, or Johnson, excuse me, and then from there it's been like a series of yes men, right? But the problem with that, I mean, he had Parcells, but then that that ended up going south as well. But he really wants to win another Super Bowl. So why not go back to the formula that got you there? The ego is just so great. And we all have ego, myself included. So it's not, you know, I even being an Eagles fan, I, I like Jerry Jones. I think he's an awesome owner. I would love to. If I was an owner, I would probably be just like him. I just don't understand why he can't cede more of the decision-making and more of the crucial decision-making to individuals who are more qualified because then he can ultimately get what he wants. But what is it that he wants? Does he have to have all the power because that costs him the ring? Yeah. He has to be the guy that is making all the decisions to show that he's a true football man and to show that he is a big reason why they had all the success that they did in the early days. And I honestly think that Jerry, like <laughs> Kenty and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, the fact that Jimmy Johnson is not in the ring of honor, I figured it out. I figured it out when Jimmy's going to get in the ring of honor. And I know there's a bit of a left turn. It's going to be when Jerry wins the Super Bowl without him. Yeah, there you go. That's when it'll happen. How ridiculous is that? It's absurd. And then you sit here and you have people who are like, I think this could be the year for Dallas. Nope. They're going to step in it. They yep. can have a great regular season. They are built to win enough games in the regular season to get to the playoffs. But the problem is once you get to the playoffs, it's a minimum of three wins against good teams. And to do that three times in a row is extremely difficult for an organization that doesn't make the best decisions in the crucial spots. They are can I not- just ask, go, can go ahead. I, 
Can I ask you a question as I get to know you, though? I didn't mean to cut off the thought. No, not at all. The thought was going to ramble anyway. It was oh, a okay. v- v- <laughs> was verbal it? Vietnam. Verbal Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you know what we need? We need to get a chopper sound effect. For yes. One of, one of us is in a <laughs> and we need to get out. Um, as an Eagles fan, do you hate the Cowboys that much? Uh, I, I tend to, okay, so you can go either way in the rivalry. Some hate the Cowboys. I go back and forth with whether it's the Cowboys or the Giants. The Commanders are like never even on the radar. No, for, they're not they, on the radar. So like it's, it's slowly coming back because I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is almost equidistant from New York and Philly. So right. there were a lot of Giants fans there. So that's what stoked that rivalry. For the last few years when the Giants are down, I've hated the Cowboys more. But now that the Giants are coming back and I hear more chirping, there's more personal animosity amongst friends and text threads. So Big Blue is starting to become more of a problem for me these days. Gotcha. Because I had sensed the last few days that you really didn't hate them all that much. And I found that a little bit surprising. I don't find the Cowboys to be a threat. learn more about you. I don't find them to be a threat. <laughs> That's the thing. If if if, we, if I truly believe the Cowboys could win the Super Bowl, I I would I would be all over it. But I know they'll step in it, and they will do what I need them to do at the ultimate moment. Like last year, Jalen Hurts didn't play in that second game. They barely found a way to win, and then they're all celebrating for taking down Philadelphia. It's like you beat Gardner Minshew, and you still gave up forty. So I don't, I'm, I'm not worried about you and I'm not necessarily worried about the giants just yet, but I know they're moving in the right direction. And that scares me because they're, they're, they're organized. <laughs> That's our cue. That's our cue. Now, listen, I, 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 I'm very interested in this. I'm very interested in your dynamic as an Eagles fan and how this is going to play out week to week and who you hate the most, because again, spite the best thing in the world, you're a Steeler fan. Who, who do you hate the most? The Cowboys. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I, I, I don't care for the Ravens that much. Were you just? Did you just want to be uni, uni, united with me in hate? Were you hoping I said the Cowboys so that we were united in our hate? No, really. <laughs> I, it, you know, the Cowboys teams of the '90s and the obnoxiousness that ah, came out of it. Yes, that's really where that came from, more than anything. And then losing to them. When Neil O'Donnell's throwing the ball away all over the place. Anyway, we don't need to. This will be that. great for the show. Uh, the biggest fan base in the world. The two guys on the show both hate the team. That'll that'll get them going. Well, I would love to hear from eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Monday on this program, one p.m. Eastern time. The great Peyton Manning joins us in advance of the Manning cast. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Last night, Lions upset the Chiefs. Joe, about to tell you why another championship contender should be on upset alert this weekend. Now, does that mean he's picking them? Well, we have to clarify that, according to Chris Canty. It's all next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right. So to recap from yesterday, our first day doing pizza money on Carlin versus Joe, three and three plus 0.47 units. So we're up. We've given you Seattle minus five, the Browns plus two and a half, Texas Tech plus six and a half, and the over 69 and a half in USC and Stanford. So we've got two more we're going to do right now. Number one, the Tennessee Titans plus three over the New Orleans Saints. Here's what I think about this game. The Saints are overvalued and overrated. People are very excited about them this year, but it's only because they have an easy schedule. It's not really an analysis about them being a great defense or a well-coached team or anything like that. Derek Carr has pretty much never won. And it's not that he's necessarily the problem, but his head coach, Dennis Allen, has also never won. I don't think there's a lot of confidence there, especially when you're facing Mike Vrabel on the other side of the field who might not have an ultra-talented team but is an ultra-talented head coach. So pizza money number five is going to be the Tennessee Titans plus the three over the New Orleans Saints. Pizza money number six, your final one, fading Deion Sanders. We're going to take the three with Nebraska over Colorado. A week ago, before either team played a game, Nebraska was a seven and a half point favorite for this matchup. Nebraska goes out, they lose to Minnesota, they don't look good. Colorado goes out, they beat TCU. Everyone's raving about them. The line moves 10 and a half points from Nebraska minus seven and a half to Colorado minus three. That is way too much. Value on Nebraska. Remember, as great as Colorado looked, they still gave up 40 plus points and over 500 yards to TCU. The defense is a bit of an issue right now. So your final two pizza monies, Tennessee plus three over the Saints, Nebraska plus three over Colorado. You have had me thinking on this all week long, and I may be jumping on board of Nebraska. I really, really? have been intrigued by the way you have laid this out. And after last night, I'm a believer. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at Carlin versus Joe. Have you seen today. how popular we are? The Twitter account's already over 200,000 people. We've only been on the show for four days. This is our fourth show, and we already have over 200,000 fans. It's like it happened overnight. We're on pace for a billion by the weekend. <laughs> Listen, 
Uh, all I can do is tell you we're popular, but you'll find out and believe after that. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, <laughs> Sirius XM, Channel 80. Psst, the secret to winning games this college football season, Eckrich Smoked Sausage. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes to elevate your next tailgate. And tomorrow night, there is a marquee matchup that we are going to get into, and that is Texas and Alabama. The Crimson Tide, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I believe the over-under at 53-and-a-half, if I'm correct. Does that sound correct? I do not have it in front of me. It does sound it correct. Is. It is 53-and-a-half. Um, you know, feels a bit low. I'm just going to throw that out there. Feels a there's bit a couple things I'm looking at here. What do you got? I'm looking at Alabama putting pressure on Quentin Ewers. Okay. The Texas offensive line last night did not, or last week did not look great. And so I'm a little bit concerned about that. I would say that one thing we know about Alabama is they are always going to just send pass rushers at you in waves and defensive linemen at you in waves. And listen, Joe, if that's the case, I'm going to be on board with Alabama in a situation like that. Ewers has to have an opportunity to throw the ball in the pocket because if they're moving them around, I think that's, I think that's trouble for him. So you make an excellent point because the big concern, I was talking to Sam Macho yesterday. I'll take you a little bit behind the scenes. I was trying to find a location on ESPN's campus in which A, I could be alone and B, the air conditioning was full blast. And Mm. I found a studio hidden in the corner somewhere. But I walked in and it's a huge studio and I didn't even realize Sam Macho is doing the same thing. He's on the complete other side of the studio. So I go up, I chat chat him up a little bit, obviously ruining his afternoon and his privacy. (laughs) But we started talking about the Texas game, and he he highlighted exactly what you're talking about, the offensive line. Rice pushed the Texas offensive line around. That is a big problem. I see a bit of an opportunity there. And what I mean by that is to get exposed in a game like that gives Sarkeesian a week to try to solve the problem or at least work around it. And I think that's going to be the focal point. Quinn Yours has played in big games before. I like it. I think the Texas defense is better than people realize. Yes, it was only Rice, but they held him to 10 points and fewer than 175 total yards. That's a good performance early in the season, no matter the opponent. So that defense is going to be the key to keeping them in this game. And on the Alabama side, I know quarterback Jalen Milrow looked strong that first game out. But again, they didn't play anybody. It was Middle Tennessee State. And when we saw him step in for Bryce Love last year when Bryce Love got hurt, Bryce Young, Bryce Love, Bryce Young. When Bryce Young got hurt, he did not play well at all. And I think there's a chance that maybe he looked good last week because of the competition and he comes back to earth a little bit. I like Texas plus the points. I'm not saying I like him to win the game. I'd love it if they won the game. I played over nine and a half wins, but that's my own personal stuff. I think this is going to be a tight game. Uh, Listen, I would expect this to be a very close game. I, I really would expect this to be a very close game. I, I like Texas plus the points, too. I do think it's an over. I'm jumping the over. But Texas plus 7.5, I feel pretty darn good about that. I do think they will get some things straightened out with the offensive line, but you cannot, against Alabama, that's not the week that you want to have to try to get right in that regard. No, it's a huge game. This is such a big game. Game day's going to be there. McAfee's there. McAfee was on the game day set today from there. So many people were already pouring out to watch McAfee do a show on a Friday. This game is going to be massive. And think about this. If Texas wins this game, 
I mean, the Deion Sanders story is still big, but Texas will suddenly be the biggest story in the entire country from a college football perspective. What do you think about Sark with his hair, the way he kind of puts it up into the middle there? I uh, hadn't incorporated that into the handicap of how I saw this game, but now I feel like I'm being forced to. No, you're Listen, not being forced to do anything. Just a quick opinion, quick take. Uh, go, go do you. Go win the game. Win the game yeah. and you can do whatever you want. Lose the games, don't deliver. That's when people are going to get critical. Like, that's the thing with Lane Kiffin, right? It's always something goofy with him. But right. When he's winning, it's, it's kind of affable, and when he's losing, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> When he's winning, right? It's colorful. Yeah. It's lame. He's a different guy. When he's losing, hey, clown. Yeah, let's go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Carlin <laughs> versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. In just moments, a little breaking news that could throw a wrinkle into one team season and into the producers' parlay. That's right. After Joe has this. From our friends at O'Reilly. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Told you first, Lions get the big win. How were they first? What You're are you right. talking I about? You're right, I said it. You're right. I How, right. No, no. <laughs> I literally put it on my Instagram right after the show that the no Kelsey, no Chris Jones equals upset alert. It's so disappointing to me that our time together would be forgotten so quickly that, oh, <laughs> I was the first one to say it. It's all about me. It's all about Canty. Cliff and Bora Bora in. Hello, Cliff. We appreciate the fact that Canty may have sent out a TikTok on Wednesday about the Lions winning that game. No one follows that crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's and been a putting fun day. somebody on upset alert is not saying they're going to lose. We said yesterday they're going to lose. That's the problem here. That's the problem. And like you said, what'd you call it? A it's wiggle called, bet? It's called a, a wiggle take. It wiggle gives you take. sufficient wiggle room to get out of any sort of jam. So what he created by saying the Lions are on upset alert is a situation in which, or excuse me, the Chiefs are on upset alert. He's creating a situation where if the Chiefs do in fact get upset, he can claim he called it. 
But then on the flip side, if the Chiefs don't get upset, he can say, well, I just had them on upset alert. I didn't say they were going to lose. They were just on upset alert. So it's, they it's, could it's, lose. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's a savvy move, but you got to wake up is it savvy or pretty is it early kind of, in the morning uh, to get one past Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh. Yeah, is it savvy or is it just, you know, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It, it's more ham and egg, yeah. It's yeah. more ham and egg. And I'll tell you what, that entire show, Evan Cohen mentioned how I almost hit him with my car. Yeah. Now I'm rethinking whether or not I should have gone through with that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He was great about that. It wasn't I, that close, but he probably could have called the police. He chose not to, so score one for him in my book. Smallman, we're going to see about that one. She was very nice in person. I turned my back. She drove the knife right in with the vest and mustache takes. What do you got going on over there? You 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 taking selfies? What is this? I got you on the big screen. The phone's up. No. What are you doing? No, no, no. I was putting the phone up so I could see it as a clock. Oh. Using the phone as a clock right now. And you know me, the selfie king. I can't get enough. <laughs> Joe, I love me some me. Imagine if every day you just had a different selfie, but like not not interesting backgrounds, not interesting pictures, just yep. the most mundane, boring ones possible. Just turn it into a thing. <laughs> I got to get out there, pose properly, hand on the hip, right. you know, the whole thing. Talk to uh, Laura Rutledge. She's very good at it. She <laughs> understands how to be very photogenic. She knows how to find all the best locations on campus, too, and the lighting. She's very good at it. Can we be clear, though? Honestly, where am I going on campus? What kind of lighting am I going to have? What is changing the situation? Uh, to answer the first question, go to the cafeteria and like stand in front of like the pizza line or the like the salad line, and just each day it's 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 Carlin is in the calf, and here's what he's checking out. Oh in terms God. of the lighting, I can't help you on that. I have no yeah, idea. no, no, nothing. Lighting, none of it. You should have seen it when I was in TV, and this is the perhaps the most staggering fact about me that for eight and a half years I paid my mortgage. By being on television. <laughs> and a lot that happened. And they would put me in that makeup chair. Hey, Carlin's coming in. Make sure we got, we got extra time. All right, we got the air gun. You know, whatever that is. The What do they call it? The spray gun? The, the makeup artist is just like, oh, my God, not the, again. The airbrushing. She gets out like the mask, bulk, Costco makeup, knowing she's going to need so much. And you're talking about uh, how much you sweat sometimes in the studio. Oh, profusely. There would be times that we would go into a break and they would come out like I needed a cut man in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> they've got me. I need me. towels. Give me towels. <laughs> they have gotten me with that twice this week where they've come in and they're like, oh, hey, just a little touch up. I'm like, how would you know I would need a touch up at this moment? They go, oh, it's scheduled. And then I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then I think to myself, who's scheduling a 1.37 p.m. makeup touch-up when I'm in the middle of a radio show? And then I'm realizing someone's seeing me on the stream, I look terrible, and there's an executive order being yelled down to the makeup department to get someone here stat to solve the problem. Well, the bigger question is... The execution of it was fantastic, but also a, a, a bit troubling on my behalf. Well, but the, the bigger question to me is they have it scheduled for you... She came in yesterday to do it and just looked at me like, yeah, we're not even bothering. <laughs> that did happen. Like, no, I mean, we are not. It's it's like allocating your resources <laughs> properly, and that is a lost cause. 
So we're not even, you're on your own over there, big fella. She looked over my shoulder. She saw you. She didn't even acknowledge the situation. No. She just went back to work and then left. No, when she came in and said the schedule, I thought, oh, okay, I probably need to touch it here. <laughs> she does you and walks out. <laughs> do we have news, by the way? I we was, do. I was told we had news. We do, and the breaking news is that Darren Waller, the tight end for the Giants, limited in Friday's practice with a hamstring injury now listed as questionable for Sunday night against the Cowboys. Questionable. Now, that plays into our producer's parlay earlier because that was part of it. In case you are new, well, you're you're all new because we're all new to this, but we have, as Joe has put together, a producer's parlay with a producer for each and every show on the network puts in a pick and we parlay the eight of them together. And the game night crew came up with Darren Waller over 49 and a half yards. And so now that's a bit of a question mark. And here's what's make, making that even trickier. You have to get that parlay in early in the day. And you may not know about Darren Waller until later in the day. So that's a killer. Well, here's here's how that works. If Waller would not play... Right, they well, just take it out. And he's taken out, and the parlay goes from, what is it, it's eight, it would go down to seven. So it right. would just be a 17 parlay, the price would be readjusted, no panic. But if you're the Giants, you paid a lot of money for this guy, and last year he only played nine games, and the season before that he only played 11. Health has always been a concern, and he's supposed to be a big asset and a big boost for that offense. So if he can't go Sunday night against Dallas... Good luck. We might be thinking under in that game because that's a pretty good Dallas defense. Hey, tune in to a National League battle tomorrow. The Cubs hosting the Diamondbacks. Coverage begins 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, 888-ESPN. Apparently, you have beef with another show and not just the one we've been talking about. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Longest active. Five. Who cares? <laughs> who cares about who has the longest active streak? Who's Who's got the longest active streak for most consecutive home runs in a game? Uh, 30 guys are tied at one. <laughs> this really did take an ugly turn. Even after he had been informed that the question had not been properly presented to him, he then took umbrage with the question itself. He is suggesting that what you were asking was irrelevant. I believe he called it stupid. He did. And he called you a meathead. He did. This is unchecked aggression. It's it, really just Joe versus Hembo. That's really the, the, <laughs> that's the big what the show right is. Yeah, the show is called Carlin yeah. versus How Joe. How dare you question my veracity as a... I, I am sneaky bleeping Hembo. <laughs> Google me. Joe? Are you kidding? His mustache? <laughs> Have you seen his mustache? He looks like a mole cop. Did he just say Google me? <laughs> that Hembo man, I'll tell you what, you can go to war with him, but you're still going to love him. You're still going to love him. And here's what I know. <laughs> It wasn't sneaky freaking Hembo all summer long. It was sneaky Darius as he went on a four-month vacation. <laughs> Is that what he was doing all summer? Well, no. He was. He and his wife had twins. Oh, And eternity. so uh, he was on family bonding time. Well, she had a, the twins. He just, right. you know. So he was on I know, family I know bonding that. He time. He just took the summer off. I, uh, I know that ruse, the whole accepting all the congratulations for the birth of your children. Right. She did all the work. And, yeah, meanwhile, and- on his social media, every time I look up, he's out at a concert somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I, I feel as if, while that was interesting yesterday, the first time we did the Hembo Hammer, yeah. I have a feeling moving forward, he's going to be creating a serious problem for us with that segment. Oh, there's no doubt. I, like we, what you did was you absolutely poured gasoline yeah. with a hose onto that flame. I might. That, I'm not walking anything back with the morning show. I might walk that one back. And also, if you go back and listen to that whole thing, Greenberg sounds very smart and sophisticated with how he lays out. He uses words like umbrage. Yeah. It's that scene with uh, Kevin Hart in 40-Year-Old Virgin where he's like, you're throwing a lot of big words at me now, and I don't understand them. <laughs> Shut your mouth and help me with the sale. <laughs> well, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. <sighs> I, I tell you. Okay. So, so I just, figure this I just saw the clip online that Unsportsmanlike posted about <laughs> – this whole problem that they have with us. Back to this one now. Right. Well, just because I want to clarify, because I'm even more annoyed right now. It was, we put them on upset alert first, which that's nothing, right? That's not saying they're going to lose. I'll put everyone on upset alert. Every, right. How about this? Every favorite is on upset alert this weekend. All 10,000 college football games and all 15 remaining NFL games. And for any team that pulls off the upset, we will then claim that we called it. And then later in the clip, 
which is on on Twitter at unsportslike, they said, we thought there was a chance they could lose. We thought there was a chance. Mm. I, as I said, we said the Lions will win. We don't half-ass things. We full-ass them. <laughs> is that fair? <laughs> it's we at spo- on Sports ESPN, by the way, is the handle. And I'll at tell you on what. Sports ESPN. And I'll tell you what. We are, we are a team. So if you are appearing somewhere making the proclamation, I'm with you. If I'm doing it somewhere, you're with me. We did not half rear-ended, as you so eloquently put. We, yeah. we did it on this show. I walked over to SportsCenter. I did it right there. There was no debate. I went back over to Daily Wager, and I did it there as well. Daily Wager, Thursday through Monday. Tonight, you can catch us at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. That's how you plug. Company men. We are. But yeah, we said it everywhere, Carlin. We yeah, full credit for that one. Yeah, listen, I, I, I just think that we need to find our way here to some sort of accord before this gets ugly. All right, so I'll start with this. I think Hembo got the better of me. I'm willing to try to amend things with him. It'll be in, The ball will be in his court as to whether or not he wants to accept any sort of treaty. I'm willing to work there. The morning show, you think we have to try to make good there? Or does this just continue? Let's just, I, I guess here's what I would say. Let's monitor the situation. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. Speaking of keeping an eye on it and monitoring the situation, more breaking news from the NFL, and that is our uh, Matt LaFleur, the Packers head coach, saying Christian Watson is out for Sunday's opener against Chicago, and Romeo Dobbs is going to be listed as questionable. Wow. No Watson. So you're going to have Jordan Love making his, I know he started for them before, but this is his first start as the guy, not in replacement of Aaron Rodgers. Line hasn't moved at all, which was shocking. I was looking at it during the break. It was Bears minus one. It's still Bears minus one. I got a feeling that's going to go the other way when that gets out there. The Bears are very public this year. Very public team. They're going to take public money. Justin Fields is, is the apple of a lot of fantasy guys' eye. A lot of fantasy players' eyes. So you take these guys out of the equation, good luck. I I liked the over in that originally because the Bears don't have a very good defense, but if the Packers can't take advantage of that, the Bears could roll here. Yeah, this this is – can we change our pick? (laughs) Oh, shoot, yeah. We got to find out the policy on that. Evan, what is the policy on the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge? Yeah, you can change it. I, I emailed it, but that's on me. I will uh, send a new email that says you have changed your pick. Let's, let's Correction, pull. we have changed our pick. Yeah, let's pull the ripcord on that one. Yeah. yeah we're out. We're out. Especially we're, if they're going to still say Chicago minus one before that goes to minus three. Yeah, we'll be taking that. We'll be yeah, taking listen, that. Yeah, listen. This is, it's very, very dicey. Very dicey. Tune in for Football Action Sunday. It is the Patriots hosting the Eagles. Coverage beginning 3 p.m. Eastern on Select. ESPN radio stations. Don't forget, Monday, Carlin versus Joe. Peyton Manning will join us at 1 p.m. in advance of the first Manning cast of the year. We are fired up for that. Go out, make your money this weekend. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN radio. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.